it's a- welcome everybody. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> this is welcome. another show of the wise men. I'm Louie. I'm Dmat, and I'm Jesse. So today we're going to be talking about Bob Lazar and the mystery that surrounds him. And Area 51 and S4 and all that other crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, everything about it is yeah. amazing. The whole story yeah. is amazing. one of my favorite stories, hands down. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's, uh, it's, it definitely makes me like wonder so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 yeah for sure for sure so what do you guys want to touch on first where he's from what he does will you... um yeah, yeah well... well before we get started let's go ahead if mm-hmm. you're listening watching whatever follow us on our social medias on our instagram our we got a twitch now i believe we're on rumble um youtube keeps giving us a hard time so uh, if you want to go to Jesse's, give a shout out to your your channel real quick, Jesse, because you got some stuff. Yeah, on there. I don't know if you really look me up, um, but Jesse Taylor, J E S S E T A Y L O R, um, and well, you, hashtag you, the Wise Men. Yeah, so yeah, yes. just hashtag the Wise Men podcast or hashtag the Wise Men. I got some other stuff on there. Another podcast I'll plug real quick: Relentless Skeptics on Spotify. Kind of do the same thing we do here, but less conspiracy. You know, a lot of it too. But yeah. Yep, you can find us on there, too. Yeah, so you'll find us on your podcast app of choice. We're on all of them. And for free, because we're not going to charge you since we're just doing this for fun, and no one pays us to do it, so. (laughs) I get secretly paid, but that's low-key, you know. Uh, HJs. We're just trying to get the word out there, you know what I'm saying? All right, so Bob Lazar. Bobby. You Big Bobby B. Stevie? Yeah. So um it's funny. I didn't I didn't know anything about Bob Lazar until two years ago. And um you know, I stumbled across him when I was in Vegas for the first time, um, uh, meeting up with Jesse. Jesse's from Vegas. And uh, of course, like, you know, the topic to talk about out there other than, you know, getting drunk or you know, playing in the casino, it's like, it's area 51. So he, uh, he showed me this documentary about Bob Lazar and it was just insane. Like just the history that I didn't know about area 51, you know, and when it became, you know, public news and everything like that and how it mm-hmm. broke out and yeah. Yeah. Talk about and, that a little bit. Yeah. Bob, what and, Bob did. Uh, but, but Bob basically he's, his stories that he's some sort of conspiracy theorist. So this is the main mainstream story just to get the official narrative. We'll, we'll talk, talk about what, what year he came out. You remember it's like 1984 and he went on the news to kind of disclose it. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get to that. Okay, okay. But, but supposedly he's a physicist that mm-hmm. um, worked at area 51 flew in and out um, from McCarran airport. Um, and he, uh, it claims that he worked on extraterrestrial vehicles that were not from this world. And when you look back at the history, you know, and everything like that, like he's pretty, I mean, he's a, he's a credit, he's credited, like he's got the education to speak on his uh, behalf. And his story came out when 
he uh, went on uh, what's that news channel in uh, KTV or something like that in Vegas. Yeah, and uh, he paired up with um, LVKTV or something like that. Yeah, I got the name of it right here somewhere. I could be way off. That's what we still have now. I think that's what it's called. One of yeah. them, anyways. But uh, he he. Well, who's the guy that he paired up with? Who's the reporter? So uh, it, that didn't that didn't happen yet. So what happened was he went on, and I think the reasons why he did it, he talks about in his documentary. Um, and what was that? I just got an update. It said lost you guys. What was that? Oh, no, I'm that good. was that was oh, me. So so here here so in in May 1989 oh, okay. in May 1989 he appeared in an interview with an investigative okay. reporter George Knapp, um, and he wor- George Knapp worked for KLAS, the yeah, news yeah, 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 agency yeah, yeah, yeah. in in Vegas. And when Bob Lazar uh, appeared, see Bob Lazar reached out to George to get an that interview. That was what happened on, originally. Yes, because and we'll get we'll get back to that. So the way this podcast is probably going to go is that it's going to bounce back and forth in timelines because that's just kind of how the story goes, because a lot of this stuff, a lot of the crazy stuff took place before he went official with it and told it to the news agencies and basically aired himself on national television. And and he he disguised himself, you know, you know, his, his his. Identity was not revealed. He was claimed to be his name was Dennis, and <laughs> yeah. he was a, 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 a physicist who worked at Area Fifty One, and he was had clearance for a another base that's located south of Area Fifty One, um, just off of Papoose Lake, right there in the Papoose Mountains, mm. and um, there there he worked to, you know, basically deconstruct and try and re-engineer um you know vehicles that he claimed were not from this world and um you know on the news uh media he went ahead and he claimed as well that uh there was a a a specific fuel source that these vehicles were operated by and that was you know element 115 and the uh that that's a funny thing because you know this was what thirty years ago, nah, like thirty two years ago now, right? This this happened. It's eighty nine, yeah. And I think that documentary came out, uh, what two years ago, three years ago, or something like that. That uh, Jeremy Corbell came out with. That's on Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Definitely yep. go ahead and watch that. Uh, yeah, it was know, a, the story of Bob Lazar and flying saucers. I think is what it's called. Something right, like that. Right. Yeah. And and Lazar he he decided to go to the media because he felt like his life was something he felt threatened because of what happened and he goes on and tells his story, you know, with different other interviews and everything other than the one with George Knapp on the KLAS interview. Uh you know, he worked on these vehicles and he knew the the uh, flight times, the test flight times that they would go over. And, you know, he went out and he took a few buddies to go, you know, a few times actually to 
see the test flights out yeah, in on the when- Nevada mountains out there. I think it was every Wednesday or something like that. He would yeah, take us. Yeah, every, every Wednesday. And after a while, you know, what Bob didn't understand was that when, when he was working with that type of clearance, they, they were censoring him basically, basically. Right. Did you guys, you guys know about, right. They were censoring him Yeah, and they were, they were list, They were tapping his phone calls and they were tapping. I wouldn't say know, they were censoring him. They were, they were, they were, um, yeah, they tapped all his phones tapped and they all were his phones and everything. Cause he's they were got, listening to him. Yeah, with the yeah. with the majestic with the majestic clearance that he um claimed to have, you know, at that level it's like, you know, we have to keep an eye on you and keep an eye on how things are going like at home and keep an eye on, you know, the chemistry so so that they can understand if you're stressed or if you're this or if you're that, you know, because they don't want you to disclose any information that, you know, you've been working on or you've been seeing or, you yeah. know, super classified stuff. Yeah. His story is that they started looking into his life because of that. And once you, when you find any links, weak, weak links, you know, like that, uh, you have to either let them go or change the game up a little bit for him. And I, they were tapping his phones and what, what did they find? They found out that his wife was having an affair with her flight instructor. Right. So, and that, that was a concern to them. And uh, they went down a whole fucking shithole after that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, I, I think that they were. That's his story though. Allegedly. I, listen, I think they had some sort of GPS location on that man or something because remember when we were talking about the flight tests and everything? Well, when he was at one of the flight tests with his friends, you know, they'd go out there with, you know, like a camper rig and stuff. And he, they're looking at this object in the sky, pearl white, you know, flash white object in the sky that's doing all kinds of crazy maneuvers that like totally defy the laws of physics, you could say. And as they're looking out there, he said, he says it was pitch black and that as he's looking out of the mountain, he sees this green thing like start mm-hmm. coming down the mountain. And oh, it comes did, right it, up did he say him. it was green? I don't remember that. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a team with night vision. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. 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 That yeah. Went right, and, right. and they took him in the vehicles, they removed him from the area. And, uh, that's why he was always like very worried at that point because he was still going to work. He would have people at work would have, you know, like little one couple word statements or something, you know? So it's kind of like the psyche of him, it would be, you know, he'd, he'd be anxious, you know, he doesn't, he's in worry, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at least that, that's what I, it seems I don't to me. Think, I don't think they had GPS on them. I think especially around those sites the test sites that they like to call around these sites. There's plenty of satellite, uh, you know, imagery going on satellite detection. They're going to pick anybody up in the area via satellite and they're going to be able to see exactly where the fuck you're at. And they probably have their drones or whatnot flying above, you know, that's recording everything. I'd be willing to bet they had an observation post just up in the mountains with a, a dude chilling there. Binoculars. Yeah, binos, yeah. night vision, just hanging yeah. out, waiting for somebody to walk by. 
And they do. Yeah. We know they have that. That's an infamous kind of thing. Guys in the white trucks or, yeah. you know, or whatever they drive. You know, the BLM guys all drive white stuff. So on Rangers or whatever. Regardless. Yeah, that that's a trip. So they arrested him. <laughs> so they arrested. Every arrest- time you say BLM, like it's yeah, like- that's funny. <laughs> what did you say? So every time you say BLM, oh I gotta, my god, like, that's again, oh, again yeah, with this. Every single time. I have oh to my god, again with this. You fuckers, get off of it. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Everyone, let it go. Get rid of that Bureau of Land Management. Let's bring that back. All right, so, <laughs> let's, let's retake it. Let's retake the, the God, the, the popularity, yeah, the Jesus. But yeah, the Bureau of Land Management all drives white vehicles, so they arrested him. <laughs> and this wasn't the Bureau of Land Management. This was like fucking, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, some sort of secret secu- military, something, security. Some sort of- security. Maybe it's not secret. It could just be the Navy. It could just be maybe the Air Force. I don't know. It's probably guys are probably all contracted. Most likely they're contracted like Louie was saying yesterday. Yeah. yeah, they were they were served in the military and now they're Navy they were right. Navy SEAL or whatever. Marine. That's what I would think, but I could be wrong. Right, right. I would think and, that like something so private would be contracted. Oh, no doubt. I mean he was I mean even Bob was contracted, he, you know. Yeah, he was a contractor. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. They're so funny. So I was watching Christopher Mellon. You know who Christopher Mellon is? Uh, no. Ex, uh, like, CIA intelligence guy. And he went on Joe Rogan. It was just, it's so obvious that he's just a mouthpiece. And, you know, he's just, he's obviously a fed. And he always will be. And he <laughs> just wanted to discredit Bob Lazar as much as he could. He even oh, st- I did. I, I, I think I, I saw that. He there was are trying two to. Si- there are two sides. You could the, say that there's a debate over Bob Lazar, which is why it's like such a uh, interesting thing to like go over and talk about because it's it's it make that's why it makes it more mysterious, like interesting. Yeah, and because there's a lot of stuff that is that you wouldn't think a scientist would be doing. <laughs> he is telling the truth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and I mean, we'll definitely go over way more. As we go on. Yeah, we're you know. going. We're going. Yeah, yeah. Bob Lazar's <laughs> other side. So Bob Lazar's other side of the story is, in my opinion, it's the same side of the story. And I'll break this down when we're done. But, yeah, it, I think he has two sides of the story. But I think they all mesh together. And it's just, it's just like we were saying yesterday, the truth is stranger than fiction. You can't expect your average scientist or uh, physicist or whatever to be just a square. He wasn't a fucking square. He liked to party. He liked to go out and do shit. And, Absolutely. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like he liked to party like Bill Clinton liked to party. It was no. like you right. know he was, a, he, he, he was just, beers. he was kind of just an you know he was. A, but what happened? What so so what happened when? All right, so he had the interview, and and he became like, yeah, and he became like this figure now where he's got attention, and you know, I don't know where his mind would, you know, was at the time, but didn't he get into some sort of like um, arrest or something, and he had some court case or at some brothel or something like that. Yeah, so of it course, when sort, you, it was like some sort of operation. Yeah, almost so he, to so, yeah, so Donald, someone in a way to or to change the change the narrative against it. Him, it's you know? true what he did. It is true what he did, and he had he had this 
friend of his that was a hooker and they rented the i think they were condos at the time or maybe it was an apartment regardless they were in apartments in a shady part of las vegas and they had these two apartments running next to each other and they cut the walls out and they kind of had like a brothel going on where one person would walk in and then go out the other condo just so it wasn't as suspicious but that's pretty fucking suspicious to me that doesn't sound like something a smart person would do but uh, yeah, it was risky business and he probably was just doing it for money to make money so he could right. provide for the business that he actually owns now and is running now. I think he's still running it. But I regardless, think he, got, he got divorced and everything and right. Yeah, like, it, that was after that he got divorced yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, he got caught doing that. But what happens when you work for the, all this classified shit, they're going to look into your life and do a fine tooth comb, especially after you rat right. especially after you start talking so 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 back to so he, he he's kind of like in a moment in his life where he's like being discredited and the news is now against him and now the you know where people are thinking you know in the community everyone's like oh you know like fuck, fuck this guy you know or whatever this and that but you know what's crazy because is when you go back and you go back through the records and stuff, the planes that he would take from McCarran airport to area 51, what are those planes? Those planes are the red striped planes, right? They're like different They're They have like a red stripe on them and they're, they're its own private airline. It's owned by someone super wealthy or something like that. Is it a private um, airline or is it? I thought it was. Just I think the, it's its own. No, I think the property it is, is its owned. own. But it, it's it, it's owned. Oh, man, I can't I can't remember it. But I was oh, watching you, someone. I was watching someone uh, break down the Vegas shooting or something with possible drones. And I think I think Louis, you maybe sent me that or I something. Sent you that. That's a whole nother thing. That yeah, that's I a whole nother. Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. fucking rabbit hole, dude. I've yeah. heard a lot of shit about that. But he would but. take those planes. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he would take the red. And we still, you'll see them today. You know, they're they're infamous. You know, that you'll see yeah. them. I see them. I drive past the airport all the time, and I see them all the time. And I just think, oh, that's going to the test site. You right. know, I I thought it was just military. That's all I thought. But you're probably right. Why would know. the military have a? To it. It's a very. There's odd. something to it. Something to it. But I know just that, regular planes too. It's just I know that when George Knapp was interviewing um, Bob Lazar and everything, George Knapp was a super really you know he was like a, a reporter coming up and he didn't want to like you know make a bad image for himself and so what he did on the side was is he investigated Bob Lazar you know like he investigated who he was what he did his education his background you know, trying to see, okay, he's trying to pull together all of these credible resources so that like when he puts together this interview with someone, he's not going to be like, you you know what I'm, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to be proven, you know, to be an idiot on he'll, national he'll, television. Right. He'll have his ducks in a row so that he can respond to any criticism. Right. So this goes back to, I wanted to talk about Lazar's, um, education and where he claims he went to school so and he he went to california uh and he he claims he went to mit uh he also uh you know went to caltech 
and um, graduated with a master's degree left and he got into or he moved to New Mexico and he got a job with Los Alamos and Los Alamos is a I mean they make nuclear bombs there you know what I'm saying like they're they're drawing up the plans that you know nuclear fission all this stuff definitely where you know the whiteboard's completely filled with scribble <laughs> you know but uh right. they're he, doing he, some shit yeah and and what i found interesting about this story is that bob claims you know when he well first of all when he was working at los alamos he was he had he was driving to work with a with a jet engine in his little honda or whatever it was Pinto or whatever right. the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know? he had the jet car that's right yeah, he's he's driving a jet car to work. You know, everyone can hear hear him pull up. You know, and and there's testimony to that. You know, there's testimony of this guy burning propane, making sixteen hundred pounds of force. You know, going to work. You know, just being a cool young guy. I guess I don't know. Just a smart <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there's videos of him with his jet bikes and all that type of shit. They they, right. they got video of all that. Yeah. Right. And I think even when there's 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 um credible sources that show that when he was even a kid he would have little tiny propelled engines for made for his bicycles and stuff like that you know he just you knew that he was like kind of like super um into you know propulsion yeah the government probably made him is what it is they fucking made him and he got out and rebelled they fucking they probably had his ass in a test tube. Well, he he talks about why he did what he did, but then he like regrets what he did in a way because well, yeah. he even you know he's like you know shit man like if I just found that out and worked on that stuff, imagine what I would have known like you know in five years, ten years, or whatever you know like he loved mm-hmm. the science, but mm-hmm. you know he was like. He, you know, that's where I think every person has some sort of like ethical being to them to where they've kind of like, they get this decision where they, it's like, what do I do? I don't know. I have to do something. It's either one or the other, you know, but yeah, he was in a pickle and that, I think that's what drove him to speaking out about it. And also I think, you know, his story with Joe Rogan, I haven't really looked into it. I don't know. You guys tell me if you have, but uh, Joe says that, you know, he went to the the military, the, the base sent him his project that he was working on for the government and the military sent him to MIT so he could learn specific things for the project. And apparently the project was a very evil project, a very bad, just a, hmm. uh, against mankind or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was his story. But I don't I don't know if you have you heard that before that kind of I've. I never heard it until Joe said that, so I just figured it was something he no. said to him in private. No, no, I never heard that. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Think, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was in the movie. I can't remember. Hmm. But, but yeah, uh, he, it wasn't like he. It wasn't like he went there for schooling. He went there for right. a specific project, apparently. Huh. You know. You know, I there's I wouldn't doubt anything in this freaking well, topic. Yeah. Right. I mean, not only did was he taking jet engines to work, you know, like he, uh, when he was at a, he states that he was in a, at a conference. This is like how we're getting to where he got hired by, you know, 
the uh, the Navy and EG and G and and all these companies. But when he was at Los Alamos, he was listening to a guy speak, and uh, that guy is what's his name? Uh, what's his name? He's the he's the father of the hydrogen bomb. Uh, Teller. Uh, Teller. Teller. Teller's his name. Let me uh trying to find his exact name here. Ed Teller. And Ed Teller was giving um, you know, he was teaching the college or or this the the company he was working for there. He was giving a a, a lecture. And when um Bob was um coming back to the lecture, he saw that when there was a break time there. Um, Teller was kind of like leaning up, like on the side of a door and Bob was kind of like walking by him. And he said, and he saw Teller um, reading the newspaper where Bob was on the front page of the newspaper at that time with the, you know, the vehicle, the jet propelled vehicle. Right. And uh, Teller, you know, that's where they both talked and whatever. I know this was on the Joe Rogan podcast and this is when Lazar was, you know, stating how, when he, he talked to Teller and, um, that, uh, anyways, Teller was, they both met back up when, uh, Lazar left Los Alamos and became a private contractor and was trying to find work and all that stuff. And, um, they ended up linking back up to where, uh, this is where he was set up with EG and G, which is like, um, propulsion fusion, like side company with the Navy. And this is where he was located to work at S4. So he would fly out of McCarran airport, go into area 51, take a, a bus 15 miles South, like a blacked out bus you know, south to S4 where he gets out and he, he is the first, like he, he talks about the first day basically that he was taken, taken S4 and he walks out of the bus and he looks into the side of the mountain and he look and he describes that there's a bunker that's kind of like, um, you know, like facaded in the side of the mountain. So it's, it looks like it's blending in. It's, it's the same color as the mountain. It's got, you know, dirt and sand over and it's, it's made indented into the mountain. And, uh, he says that there was nine bays and in those nine bays, he saw these nine vehicles, different, different vehicles. And his job was to go into be a, you know, a physician with propulsion or, or, you know, that part of science. And when he got there, he, no one told him anything yet. When he was, Sent there, they he was debriefed for about four or five hours, uh, you know, where in in those documents, it would talk about you know like certain. It even talked about the uh, Zeta Reticuli system, or something like that, where he was like, "What what is this? Is is this something that I need to study? Is this something like I need to remember?" Like he thought it was. He thought of it as like a test, to where like. They're giving him something to where he's definitely got to know every single, you know, like, or else he can get, you know, 
cut from the contract or he could probably get fired or whatever. And just, they'll just get someone else in there. And, uh, he walks in to the bay at S four and he sees all these different vehicles that look like UFOs, you know, like the, the technology looked UFO. I mean, the, they're flying saucers. There was a saucers, sports right. model. There was, you know, you know, a, a, a square one. There was another, you know, there were different models that, uh, he claims to have seen. And as he's walking up, you know, he puts his hand on the sports model and he said it was cold. So he knew it was like, you know, metal and that type of structure. And, uh, he, the guards got, you know, were very, um, authoritative, I guess you could say like, they were oh, like, don't, sure. don't fucking touch that. What are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't care. Cause he was like, yo dude, this is, he's like, wow. You know? this is what they are. You know, I'm going to, all right, I'm here. I'm going to work on these things. He's finally, he's like, wow. You know, imagine walking up and you're like, holy shit, dude, it's military or whatever. It's military. Okay. I know what, I know what it is. Cause that's what he thought. He thought it was like, oh, I'm working for a, a like a high, you know, spec, you know, military operation yeah, where some top he's, secret. yeah, top secret, you know, he's working on these, these UFOs and, um, it wasn't till he was working with his partner on one of these uh, fusion reactors or something that that was supposedly the the primary component on how the vehicle operated. You know, because he was like a he was deconstructing the the vehicle. That was his job to figure it out how it worked or what or whatever reverse engineer reverse engineer and uh he said that when when they turned it on it had a anti-gravity field around the reactor to where when he tried to touch it he couldn't touch it and he couldn't place his hand on it so it was like an anti-gravity he was like in his mind he thought oh wow anti-gravity which it was and he's like well holy shit we can put force fields around tanks like you know like we could th- like there's all of this technology that we could do with this you know and that's what made him so much think that you know this is extraterrestrial this is not from here like we don't know this like this is this is they don't even and then they discard, you know he he found area uh element 115 and you know there was no such thing at that time and you know it's crazy time man yeah, it's funny because this guy, this Chris Mellon guy, Christopher Mellon, this fuck, I swear to God, no, I'm sorry. He's he's a douchebag, though. He comes off very douchey, and he said, oh, I've been to Area 51, and there was nothing of the sort there. Get, come on, man. Even if they brought you in, if they don't want you to see it, you ain't going to see it. They'll put it right in, you know, you'll get, you'll get five feet from it and not know it's there. You know what I mean? What is LMA-115? Lay that out for us. Um, I could look up exactly yeah. like the molecules of it and stuff. At well, some, with an R. some with an R, some with an R. Okay, Rantium yeah. or something like that. Different question then. What is Element One Fifteen used for? What is it's, its purpose? It's the anti gravity part of it, the fuel, right? Right. That's kind of what. That's how how it gets its not propulsion, but that's how it gets the the motive, yeah. the movement. <laughs> So the reactor is an antimatter reactor that creates, it distorts um, 
space and matter and uses gravity to propel the vehicle. So he, he compares it to when, you know, you have a bowling ball in the middle of a bed and you take your fist and you push down on the corner of the bed, you're distorting that um, matter and that space right there. And gravity is now moving that ball to where you want it, that desired location, you know, for right. it to go. So instead, instead of pushing, you're, it's being pulled. Yeah. And he was a, you know, a propulsion um, you know, scientists, like he understood that his, his, his thing that he was an expert in was like almost the opposite where you got to burn shit and blow it out the back for your object to go forward, you know, and right. in a way this is kind of like, no, you're, you're distorting the, the space and matter in front to where like now you are moving forward kind of like, like not like a black hole, but you're kind of like moving and you're being pushed into that direction, whichever way you want it to go. Pulled, and right? how he, how he was describing the model that he worked on was that there were three gravity uh, amplifiers on the bottom of this flying saucer where, you know, there's a belly on the bottom of the flying saucer. And he describes how these things, the way these things operated and flew was that they would fly belly forward in a way first and he described how these these three amplifiers in whichever way they are pointed whenever they're if they're all pointed in the same direction you know like in a cone straight forward then that's like at the highest speed it could move and and it's going to fly belly first and and go that way Hmm. or if it just wants to move forward a little bit you know like the gravity can't your amplifier is going to move a little bit forward middle one's going to move a little bit this way and this back one's going to stay kind of back here in a way so it's just kind of going have forward. you guys ever ever seen a flying saucer i've never seen one no you Louis? no i have not i i wish i mean it probably <laughs> freaked me out i'd poop myself yeah but. i i did just about i'll tell you my flying saucer story the only one i've had some oh. i've had some yeah i've had some and this is all over uh over what i know as uh red rock uh conservation area which is where actually me and stevie went hiking the only anything i've ever seen has been above that area and you see jets coming in and out of there very large jets helicopters blackhawks you see them coming in and out of that direction pretty frequently. And uh, I was on my balcony. So the flying saucer store, I was on my balcony and it was real cloudy out. It was raining a little bit. And uh, time of year, I'd say it's probably like March, somewhere around there. And it doesn't rain too often in Vegas. So it was kind of, an, you know, just a odd, random dreary day. And I'm on my balcony looking at Red Rock Conservation Area. And all of a sudden I see a green dot um in the sky and there's a lot of helicopters i've seen this green dot on helicopters before it's really like bright green and i've never known what it was i'm sure it's it's it has its purpose but it was a bright green dot i'm thinking it's just a helicopter and it's kind of just hovering there so i'm like okay it's just a helicopter and i'm just watching it and watching it and then it it goes from just hovering to scooting forward at a speed i've never i can the velocity i can't even describe it's just like it went like that and right behind it it still had the green dot on the front of it. And right behind it was a formation of all I could say looked like eyes. They looked like like eyes. They 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 were 
it was all in formation. So green dot came forward, and at the same speed right behind it, there was a formation of them just like this. And then I sat there and watched them. They stayed right there. They all stayed hovering right there. And then they all took off. Like uh, The only way I can describe it is Star Trek. They were like, and they were out of sight. And the, the trippiest, another trippy thing about it too is you could tell by looking at them that they had, it's exactly, every, I describe this every time. I've seen something else like this before too. And it's a cloaking device and it looks just like the fucking movie The Predator. Very similar. It, it's like it's just distorting everything behind it, in front uh, of it, or something like that. Huh. It They all were cloaked it, besides the fucking green dot on the one in the front. It was, That's, I've never seen anything like it. I was, what? I literally was jumping up and down and I w- ran in the apartment <laughs> and I was like, babe, I fucking told Chris, this, this happened probably four years ago, somewhere around there. What but time I've, of I've, day was it? Uh, noon, 11 p.m., 11 a.m. noon time, somewhere oh, around there. so like early in the day yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't it wasn't late it might have been afternoon but it was definitely either from 11 a.m to like 4 3 or 4 p.m at the latest i'm almost positive it was like 11 a.m it's getting to noon yeah and everything i've seen i've seen uh, i've seen something massive in the sky that was also cloaked looked the same but it was absolutely the geomet the geometry it was just geometric i don't know they had a bunch of shapes all over it and it was cloaked the same exact way. And it's very, very large. So it's moving very <laughs> slow. Bro, that makes me think of the movie. What's that? The newest Predator movie? When, uh... Oh. Anyways. Predator it's like, versus it, Alien? <laughs> no, it's like the newest, newest one where, like... Predators? This one, it's a super predator that hunts predators. Oh, yeah. It's, you know I which one I'm talking about. The Predator. It's Yeah, just the Predator. And, predators. Uh, I think he's Predators. The, ve- the vehicle in that movie. That's a it, it, it is... Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a predator that hunts. So they, they fly all the mercenaries. They capture all the mercenaries and put them on this hunting planet, right? Is that the one no, you're talking about? different one. That's, okay. That's different pred- one. That is Predators, but there is a new one that came out. I think it was just... The predator, oh, again. the predator, or, oh, or just fuck? or just yeah. predator, not the predator, just predators, yeah, something like that. One of the two, but they, it's like set in the northwest, like Oregon or some shit, and um, a normal regular predator lands, but I guess he's hurt, and so they they get his body, and they're trying to do like experiment and learn some stuff about them. But then another predator lands in this other ship and this predator has been like genetically altered. So he's bigger, bigger, stronger, faster. I gotta check this out. And and instead of hunting like humans or animals or whatever, you know, the, the baddest creatures in the universe, it's hunting smaller predators. It hunts regular predators. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that's fucking no. no, dude, the predator's no joke, bro. That one predator that's that's hunting the other predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's no joke, bro. He's like nine foot tall, bro. And he, he's ki- I thought he they kills. were already like nine foot tall. The the predator that he killed, I think, was the predator from the previous movies that was the you know how like you know how like the there's always like a main predator. Is this yeah. with the was that key one? In- 
Is this with the Key and Peele guy? This yes. is with the Key and Peele guy. It yeah. is. Okay, I never watched it's, that one. I yeah. thought it looked like a comedy, so I never watched yeah. it. I was like, this is it, a comedy. It has, a, has funny parts, but it's it's good. Oh, shit. Okay, I got to check it out then. Yeah, I just watched the the one Requiem recently, which is the third Predator, I believe. And that was based in Oregon, too. And they the the there was a the last so have you seen avp where the pyramids under antarctica so that one ends with the predator going back up in the spaceship with the alien in his chest right remember that that was the ending that so that busts out of his chest in requiem and then he goes to like oregon or some shit but this is like a predator alien it's got a predator head yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah and it's crazy this is so off topic but the fucking main character in that movie uh this this kid he played on sons of anarchy too he's a fucking murderer he he killed his landlord in real life right after that movie he killed his landlord which is a famous landlord and then he killed himself was that's off topic but i thought that was a trip <laughs> katie perry's katie perry's ex-boyfriend was the main character, and that was the guy, something Jones or something like that. But yeah, he had a yeah. trippy life. Anyways, what, back to fucking what? What, 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 are do you, what do you what do you think of the Element One Fifteen? What do you think? I think there's a video of it, and it shows it bending light, and I believe okay. it's true, and it's okay, a fucking so trip. That's the video that George Knapp states he had, right? And that yeah, it was Bob Lazar's hand. That right? it was it was Bob yeah, it was Bob Lazar. Or it was it was the experiment that they did at his house, yeah. and they they yeah. caught it on film. But now they he don't was, have he the was just film. Demonstrating. But, but I swear you see it. You see, there's some sort of film out there to where like it's it just doesn't show you. Yeah, yeah, but it's not enough. It's crazy. I don't know. It doesn't show you the whole picture. You're saying it's edited to just show you. Yeah, that it's one just part. edited. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's super edited. It's nothing. Yeah. But, just like probably the Zapruder that, film. <laughs> I know Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I know, the fucking I know that. driver. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I know that uh, the we found 115, but we couldn't sustain it. I know that we created it, but we couldn't sustain it. So it's a real thing. It's just, it's unsustainable. It, yeah, it's it lasted, un- lasted, I mean, barely a few seconds or something they, like that. They, yeah, they consider it very un- and a very unstable element. And I think they consider it because it's that's synthetic or yeah. whatever. Well, it's man-made. That's where I think maybe like if, it, if, this, if this is used to be operated like for this kind of reactor, like it's got to come from like some sort of other maybe system out there you know like a different solar system or something and they have different metals and different elements and all this stuff i mean i don't we don't know if it's possible or not we do get meteorites and and asteroids you know hit the earth i guess all the time right so we you know it's so funny in that movie don't look up they say you know we should mine this but there's people like uh uh, what's his name? The black dude that's super famous um, uh, astronomer, famous oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was talking about an interview mining. You know that'll become the first trillionaire as a person that first mines uh, asteroid. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you could get this type of technology, this type of metals from 
Asteroids. Isn't China already doing that? I'm sure. I'm sure we're all doing it. I think China's already got a, a plan for that. I think I heard that a couple months ago. To mine asteroids, like the big ones coming by? Yeah, or wow. like a one of them. I'll, I'll have to look that up. So they're going to see this. What, that's what's going to happen. They're going to fucking go up there. They're going to blow one of these fuckers up, and then a whole bunch of big-ass pieces are going to hit the fucking earth. <laughs> Those fucking dicks trying to mine these fucking asteroids for money yeah, and kill everybody. Maybe, maybe they did already, and that's why they're trying to reduce the population so, oh, fuck. so hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they've already been out there, and they're like, oh, we fucked up like four years ago <laughs> or yeah. two decades ago. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It'll be here in 40 years. God damn. Oh, that's yeah, funny. that's the anyways, yeah, that that uh you're talking about the element one fifteen. Yeah, he 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 said he had it and the FBI took it from him, right? He he no, well I think I think the thing is is that he still possibly might have it. Like that's that's the I'd other rumor. So. That's that's what Jeremy Corbell believes. That's what He's yeah. the guy who made the you know documentary based you know on him because what I found interesting too with all this shit because it's it's like over thirty years of shit you mm-hmm. know and Bob's property was raided during the make of that documentary and Jeremy puts it in the documentary and all that and uh, I don't know it's just weird man I mean. The rated him when he's coming out thirty years talking again, like trying to like remind because the the motive that he had in the documentary was to try and like bring back the story because he's like, yo, what the fuck is everyone doing, dude? I said this thirty years ago and everyone's th- making a joke, bro. This isn't a joke, like <laughs> you know he's yeah. At least that's what I that's how yeah. he sounded, you know. He, he even was got upset. Yeah, he was stressed. He was pissed. He was like, dude, this isn't a this isn't a joke and uh found it interesting you know that the fbi would raid his place his work and his home like they did you know wasn't it wasn't it because of that video too specifically i think it was because jeremy they it was the point when they were making the movie to where they wanted him to talk about 115 and he didn't want to talk about it and he was like and then he ended up talking about it and you know that's what happened and the then phones you have are to, all tapped and shit yeah yeah and he know he probably he, he probably knows that by now <laughs> you know yeah it's like yeah. jeremy jeremy probably was in there with every like everybody else with an iphone and dude they can <laughs> fucking tap into your iphone whatever the fuck they want I think yeah, anything cameras, that can connect to the internet IP they can address. they can definitely tap into anything that's internet like it's much easier nowadays. Yeah, 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 you don't have to you don't have to sneak into a room and plant shit yeah. beforehand. You can just simply fucking hack into something, you know, wherever. Oh yeah. But it, yeah. Yeah, so I uh I wonder what uh he thinks that it was a archaeo or no, he he the story yeah. that he heard um when he was working on this stuff is that this was an archeological find that, that One they of found them. that they believe they found this in Antarctica and, mm-hmm. or somewhere in there, uh, which totally relates to a bunch of other shit. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't checked us out, you know, go watch episode two operation high jump. Okay. 
Um, oh, is that is that the one with uh, is that uh, Nazis going into Antarctica or? Yeah, that yeah, that's that's in there and um, General Bird and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he, the rumors that you know, like this was an archaeological find, and that you know they dug this up and now they're trying to like figure it out. You know, they're trying to maybe even use it, weaponize it. You don't know what they're going to do with it, you know? And uh, what's funny that he also describes about the, the vehicle he worked on is uh, the the seats, the uh, the chairs in the, or whatever they were to where it looked like where the operators would sit were very small. Like the whole vehicle was kind of small compared to human size or right, average right. human size and that leads and to you seeing some him seeing something he eventually saw something small being interrogated so he said he was walking down a hallway going to where he was heading and that he looked into a room with the door closed but looked into a room you know like how school doors have like a like a panel of glass that is like vertical and a rectangle and he looks in and he gets a, catches a glimpse of uh what he saw as like a long armed <laughs> small uh, child looking alien or whatever. He said he, it could have been a dummy. Yeah, he doesn't he like, doesn't to, like to, to talk about it. Yeah. About doesn't it. he doesn't he like almost just gloss over it like Yeah, he does totally. Uh, he's like, yeah, 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 he tries to it right away. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. No big deal though. Uh, and then in this other room there was leaf blowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right, and and he said he saw these doctors that were that looked like they were like writing shit down and like talking to whatever, like they were looking down or they had it positioned in the chair. I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, these doctors were doing something, you know. Um, but another thing that he also talked about with these vehicle, the vehicle he worked on, is uh. It looked like 3D printing. And at the time, he didn't know what 3D printing was, you know? He j- wow. he, he just he just looked at all the components, and he was like, everything was just all one, you know? There was no cords. There was no electrical, you know? You know, you have, like, a electrical source, and then you have, you know, where everything's getting powered. And, you know, he said everything was just linked together as one, and they couldn't really, you know, it just looked like what he understands today is like 3D printed in a way. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, right. all one That thing. makes sense. And uh, what what he didn't agree with about working there was that they compartmentalized everything. You know, they they had his division work with his division and they could they couldn't you know talk with each other you know with you know because there's different parts of a vehicle and he only had one part that he was focusing on doing um and that was the antimatter reactor that was the the gravity propulsion you know how to break it down and 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 and, you know how, how can we learn how to function this and and use it i mean they would do test flights but i think what the u.s military was trying to do was like trying to replicate you know like make more of you know because you know how the whole military industrial complex is and you know how you know war makes money and people love money man that's what it's all about you know but it would just i mean at that time 
I mean, imagine now. What's going on now? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, that's what made me think. I'm like, uh, man, is, is Area 51, like, the legitimate, like, MIB? Like, is that what the Men in Black, the movie with Will Smith and uh, what's his name? Tom. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. It, like, makes you think, Was is this kind of, like, based off of this? Because... I could see it. I could see that this would be these bases would be like a international headquarters for Earth or like a you know embassy for <laughs> aliens for whether you know you know make more sense that it would be just a test site where they re- reverse engineer like he said. But yeah, it's a it's a that's a trip that he saw that it's it's absolutely nuts. I can't believe that shit. But, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's bullshitting about the whole stuff, the whole thing? Or do you think he's, he's completely telling the truth? Do you think he's like, you know, maybe making up a few things? I, I, it doesn't, I don't think so because he's consistent, bro. I was going to ask, like, my question is, like, how over the, because this was, um, this was, like, going on 40 years now, right? Yeah. And, like, how much has his story changed from day one? That's what I'm saying. It's It's been so consistent. Right. So and you, you could do either, that yourself, either, you know? Yeah. Either, he, like, but liars forget details and shit stories right. change. People who are telling the truth, you know, have experienced something like their story stays the same. I think his body language tells it all. When you listen to him speak and it's just the way he talks and his body language is like this guy. I don't really think this guy's lying. There's no really tell signs with body language for me. I'm not an expert, but when I hear listen to him talk, I'm like, wow, this is this guy's telling the fucking truth. And I think another thing, I've only seen a little bit of his stuff, or the stuff on him, I should say, is not just the body language, but how he tells the story, right? It's not like he doesn't get real, like, colorful with things, right? Mm-hmm. It's not this big, elaborate story. He's not trying to sell you something. Right. It's just like, these are the details. Yes, it's a, wi- yeah. it's a wild-ass story. Because it just right. happens to be a fucking wild ass story, but it's not like. And then they fucking and I was while well, they had their boot on my neck and you know all this mm-hmm. crazy shit. It's just like, yeah. So I was building this um, this thing like this propulsion thing, and the seats were a little small. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I kind of it made me think of like kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like who would make a seat this tiny? Like who's that's gonna, what they who, uh, who's gonna let a child fly this thing? Like that doesn't make sense, right? So like take from that what you will. Yeah. That's what he's that's what he says that they call them was the kids. That's what he said that they referenced yeah, to oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. operators of the vehicle were the kids. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was their terminology, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that what Louis just said reminded me of fucking uh <laughs> Zoolander. He's like, what is this building made for ants? <laughs> <laughs> How are they supposed to learn to read when they can't even get in the building? <laughs> yeah, good point though. 
And the 3D printed point, I never really even thought of that, that he didn't, you know, he was like, there's no seams. There's no nothing. It. I never even thought that's a good, where did you hear that? Did you just come up with that yourself, the 3D printed deal? No, that's what he discusses oh, uh, does he say in, that? in okay. his interview. Yeah, like that. That that's what he notices like that. today yeah. that what he can reference to he's that he's just referencing like 3d printing well to what sense. he saw yeah which does right. make sense makes sense because in 89 3d printing wasn't a thing for Fuck, us. No, it was not even thing. fucking only, close only in what the last 10 years has it really even shown up mainstream and right probably the last five has it become uh like not commercial but like just publicly accessible where like any asshole can get a 3d printer yeah you know 300 bucks i think you can buy one off yeah Amazon there's, or something like there's one for like 150 bucks it's supposed to be pretty good <laughs> really yeah, yeah. <laughs> really because i want to have to check that out it's I'll, I'll send you a link it's the creality three i think and because like v1 of that is like 150 bucks v2 is like 180 and then they sell some upgrade modules but they're up to like the creality five or six now so like the threes are still pretty inexpensive yeah i bet dude that i i went to one person's house that had one and they would make little trinkets they'd sell on ebay that would like fold and do all this extra shit yeah cup holders simple shit i want to yeah. do that stuff yeah that looks cool the one guy that i went to was a uh, one of the og software guys for dell he was there from the beginning. He was an old dude. I walked upstairs. He had like fucking 13 computers set up in different places and shit. And like a bunch of 3D computers or 3D printers. Yeah, that's a trip. I was I was going to say, what what type of computer do you need to run off that? Like, do you need a decent computer to use the... I don't think so. I think it's just uh, whatever software mm. you throw in your design, whatever it is. At, at, if... I think if you're pulling designs from other people, it probably wouldn't take all that much effort if you are creating it yourself. I know SolidWorks is one that a lot of people use. SolidWorks takes um, takes a lot of juice to run properly. It's doing mm. a good bit of processing. Mm. So I, Yeah, I would assume so, you know. But uh, just uh, probably any newer computer with like 8 gigs of RAM and you'd probably be fine. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> and yeah, for sure, dude. There was no, there was definitely not this technology back in 89. I was, I, you know, my, nobody had phones. Nobody even had cell phones back then. Nobody fucking carried a cell phone. Maybe a pager, I guess. No. Well, they had those big, I mean, you guys are younger. Bricks. I, I yeah, remember I, the cell phones. I do too. Yeah. They were like this fucking tall. Yeah. They, you know, they were huge. Fucking big gray bricks. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They dude. were they were out of play. Like by the, like we, my mom still had them. I would play with them in the house, you know, because they're just outdated. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to they tell turn kids into toys. It's so hard to tell kids that grew up in like the early two thousands. Now tell these kids yeah. like, hey, dude, I grew up in like the era right when this shit was getting popular, and it was like the technology back then was so yeah. terrible compared to like it just jumped. Two thousand seven, the fucking iPhone came out. In two thousand fucking seven, and yeah, I, ten years after that, it's, it, the rest is history. At that point, you know, that's my when everything first cell changed. Phone when I was in college, would you? What was it? Motorola. Um, 
I got a, I think it was a Motorola. It was a flip phone. It was like, it was like that big. No. <laughs> but it flipped up. So like it opened to oh, that. Oh, I was, know what you're talking about. It had to look kind of a, a chode of a antenna on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking I, about. I had one of those. Oh and my then, God. Um, and then I ended up getting one of the, the Nokias that lived forever. Yes. After that. I, my mom still has my Nokia from when I was was my first cell phone my my track phone from Walmart yeah. I'd, I'd play uh you know snake on that bitch yes. that's, that's what everybody played <laughs> yeah so what where, where are we going from here What's, um what do you think of, so the, what do you think of the dude but what gets me in this shit is where he's ta- he talks about when he had this majestic clearance that he had you know that that was higher than like even like like something i think it was what i don't remember the rank that he referred to but it was a rank you know i mean what happens when you i get it it's what happens when you're smart you're smarter than motherfuckers you're gonna have a higher rank (laughs) yeah he's going in and out of um you know these clearance sections and these checkpoints or whatever and when he comes up to these checkpoints like he says he he would use this this hand scanner that would uh, operate by measuring the bones in your hands because mm. it was um, very significant to each individual person and that that's how um, that they would go in and out. And that just like makes me think of like, I don't know, cloning or either like people that were DNA trying, type shit. trying, trying to get in and like wearing some Mission Impossible shit, you know, where they they have these 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 masks that go on perfect or whatever, and they're imitating uh, other people just to try and like, you know, get super classified information. I mean, Mission, mission so Impossible. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show the stream. Uh, hey, what up, Polar Knights? What's up, brother? Polar Knights is saying what's up all the way from Norway. Hey, what's, what's up, man? Gucci from Norway? What's Norway? good, brother? What's up, brother? But I'm gonna show Eating the that chat. whale I'm meat gonna, out there, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna show the uh, the chat what I'm looking at right now. This is this is what Bob Lazar described uh, 30 plus years ago that he used to, um, you know, go in and out of his, you know, clearance checkpoints. It's kind of interesting uh, that, and even when this um, became a thing, like on the internet. You know, he was like, oh, shit, you know, wow, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see what I'm looking at right now? And there's different, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's different pictures. There's, uh, you know, what what he he's talks about, you know, it's I, I it, it's some like it, it. It's stuff that you would see, you know, where people are experimenting on UFOs, you know, <laughs> it's like something you'd see. It's, it's some sort of like uh, secret government stuff or whatever. Super high clearance, you know, that's interesting. I wonder how but, unhealthy that is though. Yeah. But this, this is what he describes as what the vehicle looks like. This is how he describes it. Um, uh, you know, where the gravity, gravity uh, amplifiers are, uh, and he, he describes that top section there uh, as the navigation system, that that's where this thing supposedly kind of picked up some sort of GPS system. And that's what it used to move around and designate um, its destinations. 
which is kind of interesting. Uh, and this is everything that I watch from these, you know, the documentaries, of course. This isn't, you know, my word, but that was pretty cool. What did you just go over? Sorry. No, I was just going over uh, just um, the a, hand scanner. A, a picture and the, the, oh, yeah. okay. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they, they brought that up. Someone showed him a picture of it, and he, like, freaked out a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, wow, there it is. <laughs> you know, I, I mean. Because he was trying to find it forever, and Jeremy, I think Jeremy Corbell found it. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy's been his, like, right-hand man, bro, like. But but you know what's crazy too is Jeremy's been around man and he's he he to me he he feels like I feel like he is a George Knapp but just another version of George Knapp and George Knapp has you know like he's had contact with a lot of references like he's like he's done a lot of investigation not just Bob Lazar like he's done a lot oh, of yeah. investigation with um what's that place in Utah what's Bunny Ranch. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Oh yeah, he did do that. That that's more recent too. Uh you're talking about um Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch, you know, like he he, he goes oh, around. Oh, that's right, he yeah. did do that. He did Skinwalker Ranch and everything, but but Jeremy, you know, he 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 reminds me of like a, a young George Knapp, you know, where he's he's going around. But he, he did um Commander Fravor. He did another uh he linked up with Commander Fravor. Commander Fravor is a yeah, United States Navy. What, what, what's his rank? Does anyone remember Captain his rank? Or commander. 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 Oh, yeah, commander. Commander Fravor. Yeah, sorry. Commander Fravor. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can tell I'm in military. But, uh, David Fravor. <laughs> David Fravor. Yeah, he he's uh, a pilot with over four thousand plus hours in the air that um, not only witnessed. Uh, abnormal UFO activity uh, of of something that he was intersecting off of the coast of California, but he also uh, picked it up in video. You know, is he uh, our special guest today? Is he coming on? They, is he there he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, dude, that would be awesome. He's been going on tour for a while now. He's fucking all over the place. That guy, Dave Fravor. He's been on oh, everybody's podcast, dude. He's been on everybody's podcast, yeah. which is cool. It's awesome. He's got a great story too. You know the Nimitz. He was a commander on the Nimitz, right? Is that what it was? Uh, no, he was one of the pilots. There was oh, another guy. There's yeah. another guy that was one of the <laughs> us, one of the civilians chief. trying to. Talk. <laughs> it's he might have flown off of the Nimitz, but he. Yeah. Um, there's another like senior chief petty officer or something. That's all a bunch of shit that I think was on the Nimitz. Hmm. Um, like he saw, they were doing an exercise. I want to say off the coast, um, San Diego, right? In the Pacific. Yeah. In the Pacific off the coast. And there was like 40 something, uh, unidentified objects. Jesus. They were, they would just show up like while they're doing their exercises, doing this, these things would just show up on the radar and they'd look out and then they'd be like, Holy shit. There they are. And like, it would be anywhere from like five to 20 of them at a time. Wow. Yeah. Speaking about that, shout out to my brother, DJ Chavez. He's in the Navy. He's, I think he's out at sea right now. Actually, he's been in the Navy for about 20 years. He's a, a, a chief petty officer, I believe, or something like that. 
He's a chief. Yeah. DJ, man, dude, I remember playing basketball with him, bro. I was so, We were small, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he yeah, was, we he was, he was still like dog balling us out, bro. He was he'd slam still ball dunking us on us, bro. But <laughs> he was still, yeah. still balling us yeah. up. I, DJ, I what's up, brother? Yeah, man. Shout out to him. He's probably out at sea right now. I wonder if he's ever seen anything. He'll never fucking tell me. I've asked him so many questions. He won't tell me shit about shit. I don't know shit. <laughs> Last time I knew it, he was on the USS Harry Truman in a strike force group. On the USS Harry Truman, I believe. Dude, is what that it was, is a awesome. Carrier. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. Can't tell. Can't tell. Won't tell. <laughs> the motherfucker. He, he was a guard at Guantanamo Bay at one point, too, I think. Or, or was doing something out there at Gitmo. He's got all pictures on his Facebook. But, yeah, go, go look him up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, back to Fravor. Sorry, getting off topic Fravor. again. No, Fravor. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's that could just be its own podcast in itself. Oh, yeah. I watched. Yeah. Who's the Who's the other guy that interviewed uh, Fravor other than Rogan? It was Lex, um, Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman. That one was very in depth. That one, like, he really breaks down. Like, I never watched piece, the whole thing, piece but by I heard piece, it was good. and yeah. And he, he, but but what got me is he talks about you know what what he flies. You know the the propulsion systems that he flies, you know, and, and, and just the max value that you can get out of what we have is nothing compared to what he saw that day. You know, <laughs> it made him feel, you know, cause he's a, think of him as a warrior fighter pilot over 4,000 hours. Like he's protecting us during nine 11 all this stuff. Like, you know, he, what he saw made him feel like, wow, I can't, as a pilot, you're like, wow, I'm, insubordinate okay i can't i'm gonna die you know like if you think of it as a threat you know if you evaluate it that way i mean he was having fun with that shit he was chasing it wasn't he 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 wanted yeah yeah he he, he even references and says something like like oh man you know i wanted to fly it or something like that of course yeah yeah he's like i'm the type of guy is like when i see something like that i wish i could fly that yeah yeah he said something like that Hey, appreciate Beautiful. the follow, brother. Thank you, Polar Knights. Appreciate it. Nice. But, That's uh, cool. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of crazy stories, man. And and, and what 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 to connect this back to Bob Lazar? Like these different shape UFOs. So so he described that there was nine different types, right? That he saw. It was nine. So nine. It was nine. Not, it oh, was wow. nine nine different types that he saw. So there was and nine bays that he was looking at. Nine bays much. that he was looking at, yeah. And he's and so he was working on only one model, and that's the model that he drew, which is which is kind of funny because as George Knapp is going through his investigation and trying to, you know, make sure Bob Lazar is a credible source, you know, he doesn't want to blow his cover or you know he doesn't want to blow his reputation and and, and you know he wants to investigate. They put they did a um, s- some sort of psyche evaluation, or they put him under hypnosis, hmm. and he went through hypnosis and did all these things. Uh, they they did a lie detector test. They did all kinds of stuff, you know, to try and really make sure that the source was, you know, hey, we have these things to back it up, you know, which is why it just tickles my interest even more. You know, tickles. That's why tickles. I watched the documentary three times? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, that times. documentary is great. It's really probably the best one on him. There is, I, right? It, it was assume. good. It was good. It was good, for sure. Definitely a go watch, no doubt. Yeah. 
Yeah. What What do you think, Louis? You think you think? Uh, yeah. What do you think? What are you thinking right now? What are you thinking right now? <laughs> Tell us what you're thinking about. <laughs> uh, uh, I, was, I was actually thinking, um, trying to think of what our our good uh, bananas question was going to be tonight. Um, and it probably I think it just boils down to is he is he full of shit or not. You know? No doubt, that is the question. Like, because like, and I, the bananas I, I, thing. Oh. So the bananas thing is, if if it's easy to swallow, then you can understand that he's not full of shit. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> so the less I'm bananas, bad. the more your you believe, the more believable it is. Yeah. His yes. story. His story. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I think that. Everything he's talked about from the beginning, it was all plausible to begin with, right? There was nothing that he ever talked about that was ever so far out there to me, at least. You know, maybe, right? Maybe uh, an, a little, a small green or gray man being interviewed, maybe that, <laughs> you know, but like he right. doesn't even go into enough detail on that to be like that. No, that's fucking crazy. You know, it, who knows? You know, I don't, I don't, I think so much of it is very plausible and has over time proven itself out to be, if not exactly what he said it was or existed, what he said existed, uh, something very similar, you know, and he's been describing it for 40 years. You know, so either someone heard about it and were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's see if we can make it, you know, or he actually was working on that shit fucking 40 years ago with another team of scientists. And this is just the civilian version that happens to have hit the market. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, that's, I, that's a good point. I mean, I, I think it's it's all entirely plausible we know the government has secret facilities we know everything is top secret compartmentalized um you know even if you have top secret clearance if you don't need to know what's going on in the next room you're not gonna get read in you're not gonna get cleared and all you're gonna know about is what you're working on you know we i I mean it's for a fact that like boeing and and um, bigelow robert bigelow's got some shit going on too yeah, no, but like, like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and like all those guys, right? Like those most, you have to have usually a minimum secret clearance to work, just even work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to have a top secret, like to be an HR, you have to have a top secret clearance. Mm. Jeez, <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, I bet. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, dude, I mean, you're, you're not going to know about either. everything. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna know about everything. You're not gonna get to talk to the other guys, the other scientists and stuff. So I think, I think he's telling the truth. I don't see why he wouldn't. Like he's not really making money on any of it. He's not, um, like I don't see it as being a profit thing for him that he's going on tour. Like he fucking hates talking about all this shit. He hates getting his shit rated every fucking ten years because <laughs> someone else wants to do another movie on him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. You know, like it's. I don't. And that's I don't why that he's been kind of quiet since the documentary. He's been. 
he's not been in the media's eye even a little bit since the yeah. documentary. Which so, is sad. Think- it sucks. You know, I hate when that type of shit happens. I wish wish he had a little bit more backbone in him, you know. Uh, yeah. But it, okay. it would it would do what? He's already talked about it all. It'd get him like, killed, what? but I don't care. I want to hear more about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'm just kidding, Bob. I don't want you yeah. killed. You're a treasure. Yeah. You need to stick so around. So I say uh, like zero bananas yeah. like point 0.1 bananas nice. like super <laughs> super easy to swallow yeah um i find this totally believable yeah i'm right yeah. there with you i'm point 0.5 bananas like i said i like bananas i want to eat a little bit at least so <laughs> yeah yeah that's obviously i'm right there with you completely believable 100 percent. just because for me the big sell is watching him speak about it you can tell and all the evidence that he is smart you know, he has a shady past and he's done some shady mm-hmm. shit with shady people. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. He he looks I, like he's telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, there there are, like, I'm sure, probably certain things of that he says can't be proven, right? The fact that he went to Caltech, I don't think. Yeah, like, they erased, no rec- he said they erased everything. Yeah, there's, there's no yeah. records of stuff like that. Right. Um, the MIT stuff, there's no records. Right. Working at certain companies, there's no records. Right. Um, but you, what if, was it? What was interesting is they found his name in the phone book. His name was in yeah. the phone book of yeah. of the company that that he stayed working Los for. Alamos. Los Alamos. Yeah. 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 Uh, at yeah. that time, it's like, oh, and, that, and, and, and you on. have all you have all the witnesses, you know, that have dropped him off at Caltech. You know, that the people that picked him up. You know, you know, to and from from school, and you have. That's that's where you have like those other witnesses, you know, that they don't even want to speak out, dude, because they don't want their life to get fucked up. <laughs> you know? Right. For so, sure. It's I, I so mean, easy to speak out too, but it's so easy to ruin your fucking life by speaking out. It's like you can't Yeah. Yeah. Everybody I, everybody's so easily tricked nowadays. It's it's well it's, I guess it's always been like that, but it's just everybody is so you know, most people, they know that most people, if there's any discredit at all in any story, it's easy to discredit a story. People believe in anything. It's like, okay, the authority knows what they're talking about. Believe in the authority always kind of deal. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. I Fair mean, enough. it's you You pick and choose where you're going to make your stand, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. if if it mildly inconveniences me, then I no longer care about yeah. it, and um, it's not worth it. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, know, so. I got a kid, I got a family. I'm not. Yeah, I'll watch from the outside in. That's all I got to say. Plead yeah. the fifth. I would. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I. Uh, I'm probably. I'm gonna say I'm. Two bananas. I'm two bananas, and okay. I'm on the favor of Bob Lazar's side that he's telling the truth. You know that what he worked on, I, I, what he worked on, I believe he worked on. I believe he worked where he worked, and and all of that. Okay, so what um, is he lying about? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I like. He's. He, why would you know? It makes me think. Like, if if there are aliens, like, why would the government say that they're 
well they're not saying that they're aliens but what he was debriefed that's what kind of gets me too is that you know when he's debriefed they're telling they told him everything like the zeta reticuli system that they believe that this came from there blah 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 mm. archaeological find this and that you know it's what a, so what a possible trip it's so possible and the fact that the other thing that tickles my curiosity is because i just my my view on the military is that it's super advanced um you know that they were trying to decon you know uh what's the word not deconstruct but uh, reverse engineer these vehicles and it makes me think of the civilizations that were here beforehand you know like let's just say let's just say about like these civilizations that were here thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago what if they had what if this is the technology that was left behind from like that civilization like there's just so much stuff you know that like makes you think and that's a good that's a good thought process i never really thought of that actually right. and, and and you know you never know what the military you know narrative might have and and that's why i just kind of like to stay you know two bananas uh when it comes to this but i think uh i I think i could be even like 1.5 to be honest with you because of all the shit that you know he's like described and talked about and and like you said like the 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 years and years of credibility that he's been you know super consistent with his story uh you know he's taken all of these tests that like i mean the the court of law would make you do if it was trying to you know investigate you you know he he did these things you know then then you had the where he was you know it looked like he was trying to be framed for something where you know they were they 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 tried to discredit him as soon as he you know was a whistleblower and then you you know you could just see how the media and the government can be involved in someone's life when they're trying to tell the truth you know I, who's the guy uh the, that whistle blew about the nsa you know that guy got the Snowden. fuck out of here dude that guy got yeah. the fuck out uh, of here <laughs> he was yeah he knew what the fucking deal was uh, yeah that julian assange no edward snowden snowden that's oh right. snowden yeah. yeah well assange is for something else right wikileaks wikileaks, WikiLeaks. Oh my i think gosh. julian assange was before all his shit kind of went down a little bit before Maybe. Edward Snowden, right? I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just, just the, a the, smidge before him. Yeah, what makes me think too is is the way they technology kept that shit under wraps, like the way technology grows, right? So we look back in our history and we look back two hundred years, right? I mean, one hundred fifty, and we look at the the amount that we grew as in in the, in the, the tech spectrum. You know, we went from burning shit with coal to now like we're, we have batteries and we have EV vehicles and we have all this stuff in the civilian range. I mean, military definitely has things that are way more advanced, but just in that time frame, you know, but you do that, you do that mathematic equation and then you put like 2000 years from now and it's like, dude, I don't even know what to think. I don't even know what would happen. I just, I know what humans need. And so, therefore, you will have, like, technology created for all those needs. Whatever those needs are, you know? Which And transportation's a huge one. Fuck. <laughs> you know, if these vehicles are zooming in and out, you know, like, laser pens, it's crazy. Adam Curry you know? was just talking about this type of travel that's 
going to be here very soon. He says by 2030, you think it'll, it'll be here for civilians, very wealthy civilians. But it's those little, uh, the the like little binary helicopters, I guess, that you can pretty much huh. roll into your garage. It's a single, like you could probably get oh. them with two. I forgot they what they're called. They're in production. They do right. Yeah, yeah, they're in production or something. But they're they're not going to be like widely available for many years, probably. Maybe well, not. Still, it could be wrong. Still super expensive. Yeah, they're what a million dollars a piece or some shit like that. Not yeah, uh, maybe not. That but yeah, much. I think I follow their Instagram page. There's a company that makes them already. There's yeah, like, they they got they're like what they got two little fucking propellers on the side. Yeah, well they like they're like. I guess they go, um, they're like vertical takeoff and landing planes. Yeah. Like really tiny ones. No way. Right, right, right. Yeah, like single seaters. Yeah. They probably will have, eventually, obviously, have a double. But yeah, they, like it, Adam Curry was just talking about how it's going to be here real soon. And there's going to be people flying all over the fucking place. And it's eventually going to be fairly easy to get a license to do so, to just travel to certain places. Wow. You know, because, you know, obviously if getting a pilot's license is not easy, I would assume so. But yeah, that he's like, you're going to be able to roll that fucker out of your garage and just take off. Go to wherever you want. I mean, technically you can do that now. It's just cost prohibitive. Yeah. And it's not as, yeah, it's not as effective in any way. A cost effective, convenient, you know, you're talking about like a biplane or like a a small plane or a helicopter yeah i i don't know all the faa rules but pretty sure you can land a helicopter like in a lot of different places (laughs) oh yeah 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 Yeah, but you got to have the licensing and the hours to be able to own and operate your own helicopter yeah well that's why it's more cost prohibitive but like once you have one like just taking the chopper out we're going to lunch and then like park it next to the lake I think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be like Tesla style little mini helicopters fucking everywhere at first and everybody's going to eventually have one. And then the the buildings will get taller and then we're going to be flying around like Star Wars or some shit in between buildings on all these different planets. You know, we're going to get there. It's going to happen. Do some Jetsons stuff. Yeah, it's going to happen. Where everything's automated. You just punch in your coordinates where you're going and sit yeah. down and yeah take yeah. a nap exactly unless you're you know you got some super classified there's always going to be classified military shit even then it's just going to oh, get yeah, better dude. and better you know oh, yeah. no doubt man it's just going to get better and better yeah babazar fucking babazar dude fucking good one i liked this one yeah he's yeah. he's he's a, an amazing person that's sad that it's just he's been shut down for so long. He's not gonna. I don't think there's going to be anything new on him that's going to be any different. He's not gonna. No. But if uh, if if for the listeners, you know, if you haven't checked out the documentaries, go check that out. They're on Netflix. It's uh, I think it's Bob Lazar and Area Fifty One. I think that's the best one that I've seen. I mean, I think that's the that only one of him. Yeah, Bob Lazar, Area Fifty One, and Flying Saucers. And Flying something. Saucers. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. But uh, some, when he with the flying saucers was in there. Yeah. But uh, that's going to close it for today. We thank everyone for tuning in. If uh, you haven't gone ahead and follow us on our socials, uh, we'd uh, 
So appreciate that. Uh, it helps the podcast, helps the stream. Uh, you can follow us also on your uh, friendly pos- podcast apps, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and I think there's one more, right? That we're, we're on. on. We're on Stitcher. We're on Amazon Music. We're on uh, Pandora. Oh yeah, and or, you can also uh, follow us on Buzzsprout dot com. Buzzsprout dot com yes. is another good one too. I didn't know you guys were on. We were on all that shit. God lead. Oh Jeez. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Another thing, too, that we're going to get up and running is our TikTok. We're on TikTok. Um, Ticking and talking. We know everyone's on TikTok now, yeah. nowadays. <laughs> but uh, All the all thank- the youngins. Yeah. Old yeah. guys are getting on there. We're, we're going to jump on there, though. <laughs> yeah, they're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and uh, that, that's where it will die. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Moving on to the next. No doubt. But uh, have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Deuces. <laughs>